0: So, the first strategy is going to be the three to five rule. The three to five rule is talking about when you buy a piece, you need to pay it off within three to five times. So, what does that mean? That means if you buy a piece for $1,000, you need that piece to pay you rent three to five times before your $1,000 is made up and you start making a profit. Now sometimes you might get something for free from an event because they don't want it anymore and that's great because you start earning profit right away. However, our first strategy is we want to buy at a rate that we can uh, price it out and make our investment back three to five times. Hi there you're listening to the render podcast a business podcast for creatives i'm cam and i'm a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business i've been in the event industry and am wildly passionate about education for small businesses and teaching others through the mistakes i have made along the way i hope you leave here refreshed engaged and ready to take on your company making the next right decision this week we are giving you a special episode. So this one is for our new course. If you have been following us on Instagram or have listened to the last couple different episodes that we've had, you will know that we've been hosting some free classes over the last couple days. And if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, which is Wednesday, Wednesday, Then we have two more classes and since there's been between 300 and 500 people showing up in those free classes for how to start or scale your rental company, we, I believe, are going to be opening up some more times next week. So if you haven't had a chance and you're listening to this after the day it comes out, which is Wednesday, know that we are opening up more classes. We'll put the link in the show notes for you. However, this episode today is dedicated to Rental Biz Academy. You're gonna get a sneak peek into two of our lessons. So the Rental Biz Academy has 18 lessons. It teaches you exactly what to do on how to start or scale your rental company. So whether you have a company or not, or if you are um, if you've been in business for a while, this course is for you. And so we're gonna take two clips from two different episodes and bring them to you in this episode. So what I want you to do right now is go grab a notebook, go grab a pen, or open up a note section on your phone or something, because you are going to want to write down some of this information. It is highly, highly valuable. And I know that if you like this episode, you are going to love the Rental Biz Academy even more, because you'll actually see my face, and I'll be teaching you, and there's a student Facebook group that you can come and talk to the other students as well. So I'm excited to bring you this episode. Get ready, get set, let's get into the episode. The first thing that I want you to know about inventory is that it should be an investment. Investments are tricky because there's so many different types of investments out there, but I want you to think about the stock market for a second. Stick with me here. So the stock market, is a investment that you can put your money into a business or some sort of venture. And so when you are putting that money in there, you're probably not expecting to get that money right away next day or in a week or in in a month. If you do, then you've found a gold mine and that's incredible. However, most things that we put into a stock, they have to turn and they have to grow a little bit more before you're ready to take your money out or before you're ready to move on. So that's the same thing with your inventory. When you buy a piece of inventory, you likely aren't going to make money on it right away. And if you have, again, that's a gold mine. congratulations. However, most of your inventory, it's going to take a little while to pay that off. Sometimes it might take a couple months, maybe a couple years. However, it will make you money and it's an investment piece. So anytime that we talk about inventory, where to buy it, how to buy it, please keep that in your mind of that is an investment. All right? So I'm gonna teach you five different stat- strategies around how we buy inventory. So the first strategy is going to be the three to five rule. The three to five rule is talking about when you buy a piece, you need to pay it off within three to five times. So what does that mean? That means if you buy a piece for $1,000, You need that piece to pay you rent three to five times before your thousand dollars is made up and you start making a profit. Now sometimes you might get something for free from an event because they don't want it anymore and that's great because you start earning profit right away. However, our first strategy is we want to buy at a rate that we can uh, price it out and make our investment back three to five times, all right? So that's strategy number one. Strategy number two is you're going to test the popularity of it. What I mean by this is you might put it on your website and you price it out and you put everything in there, all the attributes, and then you wait and see. You wait and see if people are interested in it. We've done all of these strategies before and they all work for different things and different reasons. So, the second one about testing your popularity is to figure out if it's gonna rent from you. And so you're gonna reach out to people, you're gonna market that piece on your social media, and you're gonna see what the engagement looks like. If you don't get much engagement, you might not end up buying that piece. However, if you get a ton of engagement, then you might just buy that piece as soon as possible. All right, so strategy number three is going to be asking your referral partners and vendors. So you probably have people who have rented from you over and over, whether that be wedding planners or DMCs or maybe it's a bride who's coming back for a shower or a baby shower or something like that. But you probably have some people who um, stick out in your mind and you can ask them. So it's very simple. You just ask them. You say, hey, we're considering purchasing this piece. Would you be interested in renting it if you had an event coming up soon? And they're going to give you an answer, yes or no. So ask some people. It's really great information to get that. Strategy number four is going to be engage with your audience on social media. So that means put a poll on your Instagram stories, maybe put a feed. People really love to give their opinion. I'm sure you love to give your opinion as well. And so asking people what you should name something or if they would rent it, those are really great things to ask people. So do a poll, do a question, something like that. That's a great option. Strategy number five is seasonal buying. So there might be certain seasons of the year that you are super busy and you don't have any time to buy pieces. And then there's gonna be certain seasons that make sense to buy because you're slower and you've saved that money in order to buy. So those are your five strategies. First one, three to five rule. Second one, test out the popularity on your website. Third, ask around, see if people can give you their opinion. Fourth, go to social media and do a poll or an engaging post. Five, seasonal buying. So those are your five strategies to buying pieces. The other thing that we have to consider before we make any purchases is two things. The first is going to be your space and how much space you have to fill with new inventory. Your second is going to be your budget and how you budget around buying new pieces. Inventory is the backbone of our business. Inventory is the reason have a rental business in the first place and so you need to continually start investing in pieces that are going to stay around for a long time you need to continually add pieces as trends fade in and fade out if you if i still had those pieces that i started my company with with that burlap and lace and wine barrels and such while that might be popular in some other places it's not here in dallas and so if i still had those pieces and i never invested in another piece i would not be in business today. So, you do have to continue to buy pieces and and turn over your inventory so that you can have a healthy business. So, you want to have a good rule of thumb, meaning budgeting 20 to 50% of your net profit on your inventory investments. So, if you have a net profit of 100 grand, then you need to take 20 to 50% of that and invest it back into new inventory. Keep adding inventory, keep staying relevant. So, now let's talk about purchasing. Purchasing is really important because that's how you get your pieces. And so, I want you to first start out with all the places that you buy from currently. You might buy from wholesale and retail. We're going to talk about both of those. But I want you to write down all the places that you currently buy from. It could mean that you go to trade days or trademarks and go buy pieces, or maybe you go to Facebook Marketplace. Or maybe you go to Target or Wayfair or other places. So I want you to write down all the places that you buy from currently. And now we're gonna talk about some different things that you need to look for when you go out to buy things. The first one that I wanna talk to you about is foam density. I know, super exciting. But we're gonna talk about foam density. Foam density is really important because there's two different types that you should be looking for. One is gonna be residential style and one is gonna be commercial style. Residential style is going to be a little bit more cushy and people are going to to snuggle into it, like you would maybe watching a favorite TV show at home. Commercial style is going to be a little bit more firm. It's still going to be comfortable, but it's going to be a little bit more firm. So when you have someone sitting on it and chatting with a friend, they're not sinking into it. And so you want to look at your foam density. The higher the density, the more firm it's going to be. The lower the density, the more squishy it's going to be. So make sure you look at what the foam density is all foam does have some labeling on it and so you can definitely take apart the sofa and see what that looks like the second one is going to be the seat depth the seat depth is super important because again when you talk about residential or commercial residential is going to be anywhere from 24 to 28 inches in your seat depth commercial is going to be around 20 inches of your seat depth For commercial, again, when you have someone just sitting on the edge, chit-chatting with a friend at an event, that is more um, appealing to sit at than sitting in a deep, squishy sofa. That's really great for your TV nights with your girlfriends. Alright, another thing that we need to consider when we're buying is the colors. You might be a super colorful company, and so having tons of colors is really important. And you might be a whole bunch of neutral colors. And so color is a very important piece to play into this. There also is different bleeds. And so sometimes we have colors that bleed a little bit more, which means if you have someone sitting in a white dress on a blue sofa, it might come up on her dress. So you need to make sure that the bleed in the color is vibrant, yet it's not going to stain clothes. The next thing that you need to look at is going to be your legs and your support. This is so important. Because I see sofas all the time that have these teeny tiny little skinny legs. And the first thing I think about is those suckers are going to snap off in a second. So what we look for in our company is legs that can be screwed off and quickly. When we're on deliveries and we're on big events, we need to be able to put those on, screw them in and go and not have to sit there with lots of tools and such. So looking at your legs is super important because again, you don't want to go to an event and have to sit there with tools and materials to get that leg to stay on. Make sure it's durable, make sure it's sturdy. It's really important. And the next one we wanna talk about is your quantity. When you start getting into corporate events or larger events, your clients are gonna want more quantity from you. They're gonna wanna see fours and eights and 20s in your quantity not just one. And so if you're going to a trademark, if you're going to a trade day, those are going to be resold items or even Facebook marketplace. Those are gonna be resold items and you might only be able to get one of them. And so having places where you can go and buy multiples of things, is really important. All right. So those are my tips around what to buy and what to look at when you go to buy things. Now we're going to talk about wholesale versus retail, where you actually go to buy these pieces. Wholesale is a really great place to buy because you can purchase things at a lower rate. Most retailers buy from a wholesaler, that's how they get their product, and so you have the ability to do that as well since you own a business. You will need supporting documents to be able to do that, which means you'll have to register with that wholesaler and you'll have to have your tax documents and what um, makes you a business. So if you're an LLC or a S Corp, you're going to have to bring those documents with you. There is a few different markets that I would highly recommend going to. One is going to be one here in Dallas, Texas. Conveniently, we're about five minutes from it, um, but Dallas, Texas has a really great home and garden section. You can also go to Atlanta, Georgia. That's a great market as well. And my favorite for rental furniture is going to be High Point and More on the East coast. There's also LA, in Vegas. Those are also really great markets to go to. However, that one's a little bit more focused towards fashion and clothing. And so those are some of the markets that you can go to. Again, you're going to need some supporting documents to go. And they have dealer pricing and and multiple different pricing. So when you go to see, there's going to be four different prices on a price tag. Your business should be registered under a dealer price tag. There's also going to be other ones on there. But look at the dealer and make sure that your account is matched up with a dealer price tag. So when you go, the people are super friendly and they are excited to talk to you about their products. And then they also ship from all over the U.S. Most of the time they ship from the East Coast or the West Coast, but you might be conveniently located where you have a distribution center. Which means when you go to buy pieces, you might be able to just pick it up instead of having to pay shipping. We have a local place called Lalloy Rugs, and so we can go pick up our rugs in Addison and drive them to our place, which helps us save on our expense for shipping. However, you might need to have the shipping. They will throw out this term, which you should be familiar with. It's called on the water. What that means is that when it's coming over from another country, that that piece and that inventory that they just purchased is on a boat on its way to one of the ports. And so you might have to wait a little bit, and that can get a little um, frustrating when you have time frames. But that's some easy things to know about wholesale. Now let's talk about retail. Retail is going to be the stores like Wayfair or Joss & Main, um, Target, places like that. And so retail is the products and goods that the standard customer shops at. You can go there without a business license and shop whatever you want to. The great thing about retail is that they have the product right there. You can just pick it up and go put it in your car um, and go. However, they might not have huge quantities, whereas wholesale had the big quantities. You can order 20 of something if you want to, or you can order just one as long as you hit their minimums. And so with retail, you can go and just purchase what you need. The only caveat with that is that you will pay tax, and you might have to pay full retail. There are certain retailers that will allow you to do a designer discount, and that's going to be anywhere from 5 to 20% off of their pricing. And so places like Home Goods or At Home, those are places that you can apply for that discount. You just have to have, again, supporting documents like your tax documents and your business documents. So go try it out. Go figure out what works for you. In this course, you do get our free uh, resource guide which is where we buy all of our products. And so we put some helpful information out there for you. Hey guys, I hope that you've been taking so many notes during this episode. I just wanted to give you an opportunity to join one of our free classes that we're hosting. We've had about 4,000 students sign up for this course and We've had about 4,000 people sign up for this class, and it's blowing my mind that so many people are loving it. We've worked so hard to put together this information. It's about an hour, a little bit longer than an hour long, and we want you to be able to join it. So we're adding more classes for you to see. So some of the things that some of the students have said after the class have been things like, this course and this class is exactly what I needed. This has been so helpful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cam. This was amazing. Literally, it's been so much fun. I've, I'm i really impressed with all the info that you're sharing today. Thank you so much. I've learned so much from you. And people have also said things like, I've never had a free class that have taught me so much. And so I want you to have the same exact opportunity. So I want you to join in on this free class. We're hosting more on Monday and Tuesday of next week, if you're listening to this in, uh, on the day that we're releasing this episode. So we're going to put that link in the show notes. Go check it out. You can also follow us on Instagram at Beautiful Event Rentals or at The Render Podcast. We've got the link in our bio there as well. We cannot wait to see you in class. Come join us and we'll see you soon. So let's talk a little bit about minimums. We're going to talk about fees in a little bit as well, but minimums are super important. Why do we need a minimum? What is a minimum? A minimum is the absolute lowest cost at which you will perform your contract. This is most often made up of your products or services. So why is it important to have a minimum? Well, a minimum is what helps you retain as much revenue as possible. It makes sense when you have 20 events to deliver to, or even more than two events to deliver to. Because in a world that has so many events, and you have one all the way up here and you have one all the way down there but you're only delivering one for twenty dollars and one for a thousand dollars doesn't make sense to take both of those and so we put in minimums for a very good reason to retain your revenue and to not overwhelm your staff we in 2018 we were taking everything i mean everything we would take things if they were 50 dollars or $10,000. It was a crazy year for our team. We also grew exponentially as a team in that year. And so a lot of our team members came in when we were like trying to survive and trying to stay above water, but we took everything and it was a crazy year. We ended the year with just over 500 events and 500 events for event rental companies, especially smaller boutique event rental companies is a lot. It's a ton at the end of the year like we do every year we review what happened we celebrate our wins and we prepare for the following year and i remember looking at everybody at my team at the table and everyone was pretty tired we were exhausted because we just did 500 events and that's a lot of manual labor and i have a smaller team and so it was tough it was really tough and so we put in minimums for a very good reason, and we actually upped our minimum. We had minimums at that point, but they were low, and so we upped our minimums so that we would be able to retain as much revenue and still service our clients as best as possible. In 2019, we did just over 200 events, and we made more revenue than we did the previous year doing 500 events. And so I just want you to know that having minimums and having high minimums is still a really good thing for your business. So let's start talking about minimums. A minimum, you can have a single minimum that says any order has to hit this threshold, or you can have a tiered minimum. That's what we do. We do a tiered pricing strategy on our our minimums, and that helps our clients know what they need to hit in order to book with us. All right, so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about fees. Fees are really important to your business because there's extra things that your clients will ask you to do. So fees that we're going to talk about are totally up to you on if you want to add these in. Some of the things that I'm about to talk about could be additives for value for your rental company. So if you are doing a site visit, maybe you include that, but these are all up to you on if you want to add them as a value or if you want to actually put a price to it. So let's start out with the very first one, non-business hours. This means that any installer retrieval that happens outside of your business hours gets a fee. So your business hours are going to be pretty set in stone. Our business hours are 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And so if a delivery needs to happen at 6 a.m., I might charge a little bit extra. If it's at 9 p.m. or 11 p.m., I might charge a little extra. Now, where this does get Um, a little wishy here is our business closes at 4 p.m. However, our late night fees and our uh, non-charging fees don't start until later. And so if you're outside of your business hours, you might charge extra for that. This incentivizes our crew to come and work. So for example, weddings close at 12 a.m. or so, and you don't get out of there until 1 a.m., which means you don't get back to our warehouse until 2 a.m. And so it's really tough for me to pull people out of bed to come and work for us and so we incentivize them by paying them a little extra we charge hundred dollars per late night fee or early morning fee and that gets split with the people who are working so it's if it's two people they each take home fifty dollars extra in addition to their check the second fee is going to be the quick turnaround or rush fee this is orders placed within seven days of their event Now if you start doing corporate events, this will be pretty regular. They like to wait until the last minute to order things, or maybe something comes up and they actually actually need some extra chairs and they need extra things that they weren't accounting for before. And so if you have someone who comes in and wants to rent within a very quick turnaround time, you could charge for that. The charge for this is sometimes a percentage or a flat fee and you get the decision to do whatever you need to do this does create a little bit more stress and work for your team and so when you're charging for this you do need to explain the why behind that hey it's already a busy week and so we are happy to or- add this order however it's going to be a little bit more than that the next piece is damage waiver almost all rental companies have a damage waiver and this is one of the one things that I would say you have to have or would strongly urge you to have this A damage waiver is just covering all the nicks and dings that might happen to your inventory. We charge a percentage based on this, and we charge 10% for any install or retrieval, and we charge 15% for our will calls. We charge a little bit more for will calls because it's then in their hands, and there's a little bit more risk involved with a will call, and so we charge these fees. I highly, highly, highly recommend that you do this. The next one that we're gonna talk about is your will call polling fee. Your will call polling fee is just the labor and the service of pulling something off the shelf and giving it to your client, helping them strap it up in their truck or do whatever they need to do. And so your will call polling fee is just the service side of it. You can charge a percentage base or a flat fee. Most will charge a percentage based anywhere from 10 to 20%. The next one is styling on site. There is a lot of companies that do more than just bring the pieces there. They are styling things on site and they're bringing extra things like books or pillows or rugs to help style things and make them look beautiful. I know a lot of our places that have lounge furniture, they don't typically do pillows and they don't typically do the extra additives that make the lounge really gorgeous. And so we have this service of styling that we add on. We typically will charge this at a percentage or an hourly basis, and we include certain goodies into it, like books or candles or extra throw pillows or throw blankets. And so it's a great opportunity for you to show off how well you know what you're doing. So the next one is travel. This is when you're going outside of your Metroplex. So whether you're going a hundred miles away or thousands, thousands of miles away, you're going to want to charge for that service. This is usually involving your guys going and staying overnight somewhere and paying for extra food and a hotel. So you do need to have this charge in your contract. This might look like actually charging the actual cost of what those are and inflating the cost a bit just in case for mishaps that happen. The next one that we're going to talk about is multi-day rental. These are rentals that happen more than just your 24-hour period of renting. So this happens a lot when you have a corporate event and they have a multi-day event or multiple things that they're doing and it also can happen when you have a cultural wedding. So if you have an Indian wedding that ha- they have multiple days that are happening, you might have more than a 24-hour period and so you need to charge for that. And a couple different ways that you can charge for this is doing a multi-day fee which is a percentage or a flat fee based. Or you can multiply your rental order by however however many days you are renting it for. So that's an option. The next one is your design services. This is your renderings, your layouts, your floor plans, anything extra that you do in addition to what you already are renting. So if you need to go source pieces, custom build, create different renderings, that is something that you could charge for. You also could use that as an additive and a value piece to why you charge what you charge. And so you need to make that decision for you and what you want to do. And the next one is going to be late changes. People have so many events and there are so many changes that happen as we near the event day. There is changes to location or times. There's changes to the loading dock. And so that's going to happen when we know that happens. However, there is a certain time that it's too late, or it messes up our delivery, or it changes things that we can't control. And so that might be something that you charge for that says, hey, within a certain period of time, if you make changes to your order, we have an additional fee or a percentage based of the change. So that could be 24 hours, two days, however long that you want to decide that. The next fee, It's going to be a challenging load-in or load-out fee. This happens when you have stairs, fields, tight corners, tiny elevators, or tight timing. There's various reasons why a delivery might take a little bit longer than expected, and so if you can anticipate these things you might be able to charge extra for them. Here in Dallas we have some really really tight elevators at some really old Uh, venues here in downtown and so when we know that we're going there we know it's going to take a little bit longer because we can't fit as much into that elevator and so if you know that going into it you can charge for it. You can charge this on a percentage based or a per difficulty basis as well. So that's an option for you. The next one is additional trips. This happens when you have a room flip or you need to take additional deliveries or additional pieces for different reasons and so you can charge for that. We typically will charge whatever it actually would be when we're charging a normal delivery and so our normal install and retrieval fees would come in for that. The next one is a chair stacking or unstacking fee. This is when you bring in a whole bunch of chairs and you need to unstack those. You can charge that per chair or per stack. This can be a really time consuming process and so you are happy to charge for that fee. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Render Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and I'm excited to connect with you on social media. If you don't already follow us at The Render Podcast on Instagram, please go ahead and do that. I do want to remind you that every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, we go live in our... Instagram. And so we want to be able to connect with you further, answer any questions you might have. And guess what? Your questions might not be related to this episode, but we're there to answer your questions anyways. And so I cannot wait to see you this Friday at 12 p.m. Central. Go follow us over there. Feel free to ever DM us or screenshot your episode and post about it. We want to know that you are loving this podcast. So just a reminder this is all free content. You don't have to pay a dime for this content. And we we love producing it for you. So I'm excited to connect with you on DMs in Instagram. So we will see you there and we'll see you at 12 o'clock on Friday. See you soon, friend. Hope you're doing great and we'll see you soon.